This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. The Strange Case of Starship Iris. Mini Episode 1. Airplay. Hello, and welcome to Radio Free Telemachus, giving you all the news we know for as long as we can. Oof. Yeah, that sounded cheerier in my head. Hey, do the thing. What thing? Uh, from yesterday? It was a joke. Uh, it was perfect. Come on, we can always cut it out later. You know what live means, right? When Reyna says we're live, it's not like a uh, hold on. She's just drinking from the booth. Uh, she's saying you should do the thing. Radio free telemachus, hot takes, cool beats, transmission that can't defeat. Radio free telemachus. There we go. I'm Piper Tanaka, not my real name, and I'm here alongside the lady known as Kestrel Colvin, with Raina Sakamachi in the booth broadcasting straight from the void to you on this beautiful July evening. Beautiful? I'm assuming. Hard to tell from up here. Mostly, we see floating rubble, all the shit still orbiting Telemachus all these years after the Battle of Five Corners. How time flies! But the rubble looks good today, rock and roll fans. The rubble looks real good today. We are officially one week out from the altercation on New Jupiter that shook the underground and unleashed what we're calling the Iris case files into the public consciousness. For those of you with a good VPN. Oh, right. If you don't have that figured out yet, Kess and Reyna will be hosting another Skillshare tomorrow night, talking you through all the steps you need to access those tasty, forbidden files. More on what we've learned from the case files at the top of the hour. As far as we know, the crew of the rumor has yet to be apprehended. For now, let's just operate on the assumption that no news is good news on that front. One catastrophe at a time, friends. One catastrophe at a time. Uh, Hey. Oh, right. On that note, uh, we are receiving reports that regime agents are starting another wave of raids on unlicensed Comtech. So, if you live in Colton, Miklan City, or Northeast San Ramos, keep your equipment well hidden. And powered down. And powered way the hell down. Uh, Thanks, as always, to our people on the inside for the tip-off. Other news on Telemachus... Protest on West San Ramos tomorrow night is, as of now, still a go. Bring your gas masks and your sturdiest shoes. None of that open-toed shit, rock and roll fans. Nobody in San Ramos is goofus enough to wear flip-flops to a riot. Well, now they're not. Okay, time for a music break. We've got This Glorious Chaos from How I Became Invisible, fresh off their album Unidentified. Hey, bud. Are you finally off shift? Kermit Park's watching the controls. He said I should go snuggle you. <laughs> really? Well, he told me to get some rest, but he was totally winking. Or blinking? Hard to say. Well, who are we to reject his advice? <laughs> Come here. 
Yeah. It's been a long ten hours. Sorry. For what, dude? I know I've been grabbier lately since... Since we almost died? Since our extremely daring and dashing adventure, which had, oh yeah, that's right, a 0% fatality rate. The way the facts are shaking out, it's starting to look like we can't be killed. How does that old saying go? Death fears our names, and life has a mondo crush on us. Crash. And who can blame life? Check out that bone structure. It's not a hardship holding you. Yeah. I was there on New Jupiter, too. I know. I know. There was a moment when I couldn't get in touch with you where I really thought maybe... Kerman Jeter, can we please talk more about sensible things? Sensible? Like how handsome you are. Ask me how handsome you are. How handsome? Handsome as dang. Thanks. You're looking pretty great yourself. <laughs> hey, hey, they're going to do a whole piece about us. What? Your favorite station. <gasps> First mate Patel got rift working again. Sounds like it. Sorry, uh, we're experiencing some minor technical difficulties. The regime's trying to shut us down. Yeah, uh, well, we've received reports that ships have begun sweeping portions of the rubble around Telemachus, trying to locate our signal. Uh, they're nowhere near us, to be clear. Yet? Yet. Point being, we're a little busy right now, figuring out what step two looks like. In the meantime, we take you to whatever we had queued up next. Catastrophe by creature to creature. <laughs> yeah. Let's listen to Catastrophe. Well, that's not encouraging. They're gonna be okay. Mm, you know that for sure? Oh, what's the Earth expression? Like, trying to find a needle in a... Haystack, yeah. You watch me fly us to Telemachus, you know how thick the debris is out there. And Rifthawk's a big game, but there's only three of them? Their ship's gotta be small. Tiny needle and a heck of a lot of hay. Their odds are good. Unless somebody brings a magnet. How hard is the regime really gonna try to find two GJs and a sound person when there's all the protests to worry about? Well, people listen to Rift. A lot of people. And the regime loves its symbolism. Uh, yeah, okay. Do we think it's worth waking up? I think it is. Uh, Brian Jeter to Arcady Patel. Attempting connection. Attempting connection. Attempting connection. Attempting connection. She must Attempting really connection. be sleeping. Attempting connection. Crushed violently you. Attempting. What? First mate Patel. How, science officer Liu? I... why should I know? You answered her calm, dude. Uh... <laughs> How does that even... she okay? She's fine. She's napping. She's... none of your goddamn business. We need your help. Make it quick. Why? Quick and impersonal. They're trying to shut down Radio Free Telemachus. Shit. The regime's combing the area, and I, I don't care if there's a lot of area. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. When will you know what you can do? Crush, if there was a button labeled hack every regime network and bring the whole system down, I would have pressed it many goddamn years ago. And we're back, and you're listening to Radio Free Telemachus. Radio Free 
Radio Free Telemarkets. News and songs out from the stars. We on the reach of the IGR. Nice. <clears throat> so, it's the top of the hour. We said we'd give you the rundown of what we know now, thanks to the Iris case files, and that is what we are going to do. They still sound nervous. They have reason to be. I'll call me when I've got something. Or Katie Patel out. <sighs> Just before the start of the war, a peace-loving Dornian uh, nomad? Uh, Kestrel's making a face. Nomad doesn't fit. It's a religious thing, like a pilgrim. Uh, sorry, I guess I'm too American. Pilgrim just makes me think, like, hat buckles and genocide. Uh, a holy wanderer, how's that? Named Thasia, arrived at Central Universal Intelligence Headquarters in New Jupiter. Thasia knew various factions in the Dornian government were advocating for war against humans. And, crucially, Thasia brought along a friend, a sentient swarm of alien-made nanobots that ate scrap metal and could record and transmit audio. Weird to hear the story from the start. Yeah. Operating on the belief that there was no such thing as a good Dwarnian, our noble regime responded by imprisoning and torturing Thasia and beginning what they called Project Sentry, which aimed to convert the swarm into an unthinking parasite, the ultimate in wildly immoral listening devices. So, congratulations to all you conspiracy hounds and tin hat cats, because just this once... You are right. Unless you were blaming the Mothman, in which case... In which case, stop calling us Cody. You think you've got a hot tip, but you don't. You really, really don't. Anyway, the disappearance of Thasia kicked off the Dwarnian Human War. Meanwhile, the regime scientists created a new strain of swarm which lived in its host's lungs, feeding off the iron in the blood. Gross. So gross. Yes. Are you afraid of blood? I'm afraid of microscopic robots that live inside you against your will and narc on you to the feds. Is that so wild? Okay. Also, not that into anemia. Point. Anyway, word got out to the crew of the rumor, a little smuggling operation captained by Sinatrapathy, with help from first mate, and I'm just guessing, wall of muscle, Arkady Patel. They managed to rescue the one survivor of a government cover-up, a biologist named Violet Liu. A different Violet Liu than the regime's actual target. That's right. They tried and failed to kill the wrong woman. Who hasn't been there, listeners? With the help of a human translator, Brian Jeter, and his Dornian fiancé, Krej, the crew... Hang on, hang on! What? <laughs> no. Listeners, we have got to talk about the tension between Arkady Patel and Violet Liu. No, we don't. I'm telling you, there is chemistry. Can we not speculate on air about people who are real and... Hopefully alive. The recording's cut out before we can confirm anything, but as long as we're sharing theories... This is terrible journalism. I am not a journalist. I'm a DJ in a tin can, and my theory... Oh, wow. How strange that I can no longer... My theory is that they kiss. Ten points to announcer Tanaka. How rare we get good news out here. Let me have this. Come on. A love story beginning as everything else goes to shit? You don't think there's something beautiful about that? If the one thing we, the media, can give them is a little privacy, don't we owe them that? Speaking as a journalist in a tin can, I can't say if they're together. I just want them to be happy. Wow. Somewhere within the protective layers of leather jacket beats a soft heart. It, it's not real. 
mother. Of course it's not. Shut up. There we go. Meanwhile, the rumor crew plus Violet Liu had a couple of memorable tangles, including a confrontation with the slimy Ricky Q and Telemachus's own Ignatius Campbell, who we now know was totally innocent of any bugging or spying. He just wanted to help his friends. Ignatius Campbell, people. A class act. Oh, you know, Captain Trapathy sure seems to think so. Seriously, this could be a one-woman show. I'm fine with that. Well, you'd have to fill all the airtime by yourself. You do make a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the rumor crew discovered the alien robot swarm cloud and made use of an obscure law requiring the agents listening in to investigate any possible lead by getting drunk and inventing crimes, which is always a recipe for a good night. In fact, for any agents listening in right now, I should tell you about the time Kestrel Reyna and I went on a bit of a... Oh, Arcady, what do you got for us? We are going to pull an I am Spartacus. Uh, what? Dunno. Doesn't matter. Look, I can't hack all the IGR systems at once, but I can create false leads directing them to various coordinates all around Telemachus. And then I can program an algorithm that does nothing but generate false leads, each coming from its own unique address, and goddamn bury them. Will that work? No idea. Mm, any sense of the odds? That's not how no idea works. When will we know? When the announcers don't die? Look, if you've still got something you pray to, I'm not stopping you. Otherwise, all we can do at this point is wait and listen. To this day, whenever I look back at our crime spree, I have to smile fondly and wonder where exactly that mannequin decorated to look like the governor ended up. Or if its cover was ever even blown, or if it's still propped up somewhere in that mansion, back straight, smiling stiffly. But no less stiffly than the real Governor Celeste. So, now comes my favorite part of the story, where the rumor crew managed to land undetected on New Jupiter. The tapes run out before this point. Because they cured themselves of the tiny robots in their lungs. To be clear. It's good news. So, no more transmissions, but here are the facts. Two explosions, one in the shipyard and one on the top floor of the CUI building itself. One major general found babbling with a syringe of hepto-cauldron sticking out of her leg. Bam! Several agents shot, two agents defected. My reports say we're talking about Jin Sion Park, codename Apollo, and Ryland Josephine McCabe, codename Andrews. So, if either of them was on your tail, you are in luck, rock and roll fans. Knowing that an explosion would be enough heat to reset and free a brainwashed swarm, we can assume that the rumor crew managed to liberate both the swarm in their own ship and the swarm sample being held at CUI headquarters, thus saving us from an even more dystopian surveillance state. Which, you know... Isn't nothing. Isn't nothing. Oh, and Thacia is alive and working with the other Violet Liu to topple the state. Should we have led with that? <sighs> a lot to think about, radio fans. A lot to... Uh... Huh. <sighs> I guess the punchline to this story is... Yes, these are dark times but you can never tell where help is gonna come from next. It may not be what you're expecting, but when it does come, take a moment to stop and say thank you. So, um, 
Thanks. You know for what. <clears throat> You're listening to a Radio Free Telemachus. I'm Piper Tanaka, not my real name. With Kestrel Colvin. Or am I? And Reina, too cool for a bird alias Sakamachi in the booth. And this next track is my new favorite by Chiron Star featuring Juan Dolo off their very illegal new EP. Rock on, friends. Rock on. Call me Prophet Impossible. The recipes and the books and contraceptives, the fat cats and the Nestle's, pistachios and coconut milk, and you can get these. That's where the same featuring Julia Morizawa as Piper Tanaka, Lucille Valentine as Kestrel Colvin, Jamie Price as Brian Jeter. Burra Elafever as Krish. Ishani Kanatkar as Arcady. Written by Jessica Best. Directed by Jeffrey Nils Gardner. Sound effects by Hannah Cross. Mixed and edited by Aaron Bauman. The music in this episode is This Glorious Chaos by How I Became Invisible. Find them at howibecameinvisible.com. Catastrophe by Creature to Creature. Find them at creature to creature.bandcamp.com. Dwania by Sharon Star featuring Juan Dolo. Find Sharon Star at sharonstar.bandcamp.com. The Strange Case of Starship Iris will return for Season 2 by Autumn 2020. Thank you. Goodbye. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.